Hey everyone, it's Robert Poole with the Growing Your B2B Small Business Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about a trap that a lot of us fall into that can kill your business in the long run and stress us out, and what we can do to prevent it from happening. Let's get started. You have a B2B small business. Are you frustrated with the lack of resources to grow in B2B? So where do we go to learn how to grow our B2B small business? Should we focus on traditional offline methods, online techniques, or both? How do we bring in more clients and revenue and yet keep our sanity? I'm Robert Poole. Join me as I share two decades of B2B growth experience, learn new techniques, and combine both offline and online growth strategies to grow my own business. If you're listening to this podcast, you're part of an elite group of achievers who aren't willing to settle for just a nine-to-five job. You're one of the heroes in our society, and you should be proud of it. Welcome to the tribe, and welcome home. Okay, everyone, I hope you're having a fantastic day today. In the last episode, we talked about the most important metric in our business and how not to lose focus on it. Today, I want to talk about a trap that a lot of entrepreneurs, including myself, uh, have fallen into at times, and that trap is building our business with straw instead of brick. So what do I mean by that? Do you remember the story about the three little pigs and the big bad wolf? You know, so you've got three little pigs who build a house of straw, wolf blows it down, they build one of sticks, wolf blows it down. Finally, they build a brick house that the wolf can't blow down, and they're finally safe. And you also see basically the same or similar story in the Bible in the New Testament where Jesus talks about a, a fool building his house on a foundation of sand and a wise man building on rock. Of course, the sand foundation gets washed away, but the one on rock survives the storm. Okay, so you know what does this have to do with owning a business? Well, I submit to you that if you build a business that has weak fundamentals, uh, you might survive in the short term. But as soon as the economy turns or the next virus or the next crisis hits, you know, you're going to be out of business. And, you know, this seems like common sense. And I think most of us are aware of the idea uh, about being able to weather the storm. However, in my mind, we don't put enough emphasis on the fundamentals of focusing on the long term with every of our business. Usually it's thought of as just having enough of a big of enough bank account to survive. Let's talk about it for a second. Let's define short term and long term thinking. Short-term thinking, that's things like, you know, the thought process of where's the next deal coming from? You know, uh, the prospect isn't ready to buy today, so I'm going to move on. I made 100 calls and talked to 10 leads and didn't get a deal, so I give up on that tactic. You know, um, I'll take the money and worry about fulfillment and harassment later. We need this deal because of cash. You know, I need, know I need to do X, but, you know, I don't have time. So that's kind of short-term thinking. And then long-term thinking is more along the lines of, you know, every decision needs to consider the long term. You know, how is this idea or this deal or this sale going to affect us in the long term? Is this client or customer the type of person we want to deal with? Is this sort of a sugar fix, temporary high type of situation? You know, is this strategy repeatable? Is it scalable? How much time do we need to spend on it, you know, daily, weekly, annually, uh, whatever, in order to make this a success in the long run to become the company that you want to be? You know, have we created a large enough sample size to decide if this particular strategy should be, uh, is repeatable in the long run. Now that we've defined these two types of thinking, let's look at uh, short-term thinking uh, specifically. You know, using this short-term thinking as consequences, and they're generally not good. You know, I can tell you from personal experience that for many years in our company, we focused mostly on getting the sale and bringing in new clients, regardless of where they were, you know, the, if they were the type of client we wanted to do business with or not. You know, and this is understandable and easy to do considering when you start out in business uh, and you have no clients, uh, you're happy to have any sale. And particularly when uh, you don't have the funding to start off, you're just starting off on bootstrapping your way. But 
uh, it can get you in a lot of trouble, you know, because when we did it, you know, big surprise, uh, we signed up all these clients and, you know, we've had a lot of clients come and go over the years and, you know, in for the front door, out through the back, you know, a revolving door clients that you don't really want to work with that do nothing but, you know, give you a sugar fix of some revenue. And then they end up driving your internal team nuts with their demands, their unrealistic expectations, you know, unprofessional communications, you know, and it, it goes on. You know, and we were also constantly implementing tactics and strategies that were focused on, you know, the right now and the near future with little thought of what happens when we grow 25% as a company or what happens two years down the road. I mean, we focused on, again, things like, you know, where's the next sale coming from? How can we slap some system together to handle a, you know, problem that's urgent and immediate uh, quickly without too much thought as to, is this going to scale or is this, uh, you know, create, going to create long-term issues? You know, how could we get cash now? And really little thought as to how we would service this client beyond just a few months. You know, things like immediate results from prospecting and marketing strategies, for instance, you know, and very little patience for developing large sample data. You know, things we knew we needed to do, you know, activity X or whatever to grow. But, you know, didn't, I don't have time for this right now. So we're going to stick our head in the sand and pretend it doesn't exist. So in my mind, there's, there's kind of five categories of types of short-term and long-term thinking. You know, types of uh, short-term thinking, you know, in terms of revenue, you know, have you ever sold a product or a service to client, uh, even though you knew that in the long run, you know, they, you know, you knew that taking the customer's money, basically because it was green uh, and that's about it, which of course is the wrong reason, you know, you felt, quote, the deed for money, you know, so that's how revenue is affected by short-term thinking. But what about clients and customers? Have you ever looked at your client-based or average customer and realized, Wow, you know, I either I don't really like these people. I, I don't really want to do business with them, or boy, these people cause a lot of problems. You know, you ever had your staff complain about you know customers and how demanding they are beyond what they paid for, and what a pain they are, and you know how much of their time the customer takes that sort of thing. So that's a that's an issue with uh, you know the types of clients and customers you're taking based upon a short term approach. So processes, uh, how does that look like in a short term mentality? You know, it's a desire for speed, uh, you know, right now, then it overrides any kind of long-term feasibility. You know, I mean, you needed to handle a quick problem, you know, because it, you took on a too big of a client or, you know, some other thing that uh, is forcing you to slap together a Band-Aid for something, you know, or, you know, you just didn't care and just wanted to get a quick solution, move on, you didn't want to deal with it. You know, it's a big temptation to skip building the bricks, you know, and just go with the, the straw because it's easier, cheaper, and, you know, it gets delivered today. It's that instant fix. But just like the pigs building with the straw and sticks, you know, it may work in the short term, but it won't last and it won't weather the next inevitable storm that's going to come along. So I think the fourth category short term thinking falls into is, you know, the idea that, uh, you know, we procrastinate on, you know, the necessary things to grow in the long run. I mean, we all kind of know what we need to do. You know, if we view ourselves, you know, down the road that we want to look like this kind of company and to do that, we're going to have to have these things in place, uh, you know, then and you don't do those things, it's actually, it's going to be a problem, of course, because uh, you can't wait until two years from now uh, to decide when you're going to actually do something about it because it's too late by then. Then you're waiting for another two years to grow into that company. So you know that you're going to have to do X, you know, activity down the road. So start doing it now. Take little chips at it. And that's, that's what uh, the short-term thing gets you in trouble with. You know, in the area of uh, the last category, I'd say is sales, marketing, and follow-up. Boy, this is a killer. Probably one of the, the biggest ones entrepreneurs and salespeople are guilty of, myself included. 
you know, every, for example, you know, every hundred cold calls or you send out a couple thousand mailers or spend 5,000 on a Facebook ads or whatever, and you didn't get immediate results. And so you dump the tactic right away. You know, I've done it plenty of times, but you know, things like talking to a prospect and deciding uh, since, you know, they tell you they're out six months or a year that, you know, okay, I'm not even going to bother with that one. And guess what? You don't stay in touch and do the follow-up because it's not an immediate thing right now. So those are kind of, uh, you know, examples of short-term thinking and things that'll get you in trouble. You know, if you look at the same categories, you know, in the, in the revenue front for more long-term thinking, how you should do it, you know, you want consistent cash flow in the long run and new revenue from customers. You know, if they're a one-time sale, you know, you should work on trying to come up with ways to engage them and give them something else to buy, or at the very least, set up some sort of referral program or something that adds to their value over time, you know, and not just a one-time thing. You know, I mean, don't be tempted to do the take the money, you know. If you can avoid this, you know, you're going to be focused on getting solid revenue from customers. We all kind of know what's good money and bad money. You know, in the long run, sometimes it makes sense not to go for the quick money. And, you know, you look at long-term thinking about clients and customers. One reason you don't want to go for the quick money is that, you know, and you probably shouldn't take is it usually means you're taking on a customer that you don't necessarily want. Not always time, but a lot of times that's how it works. You know, these customers are not your dream customers and actually end up costing you more in the long run due to the extra attention they require, how much time they chew up with your staff, as well as make your life and your team's life miserable. So, you know, in the long run, building your business on quality clients is really the smart thing to do, but it takes long-term thinking. So in the area of processes, you know, and from a long-term perspective, you've got to be very careful about, you know, sort of knee-jerk reactions to fixing problems. You know, think about what the long-term solution is to the problem, not just what's going to put the Band-Aid on it today. You know, obviously, you have to deal with something. You know, if it's important and it's urgent, you know, you got to put something in place temporarily. But as soon as you handle the immediate problem, take a step back and take a little time and think about how you can build a system to handle this in the future so it doesn't become another emergency that you have to react to again. Because guess what? It's probably going to happen again. And if you have to react to it quickly and put another band on it, or you know, you've got 10 years of Band-Aids on it and it's just a mess. So fourth category about long-term thinking, building blocks. You know, most of us have an idea where our company needs to look like eventually, but we get caught up in the day-to-day and forget to start chipping away at those business processes and strategies that start putting them in place now. Like I said, you know, you can either wake up two years from now, you're in the same place, you haven't put any of these systems together, and guess what? You're not going to grow. Or you can chip away at it daily, weekly, monthly, whatever it is, you know, and then in two years, you know, you're actually ready to handle that kind of growth. Decide which of these strategies are most important and work on them in small chunks. You know, even if you can't take advantage of them right now, prepare for the future. You know, if you start working on them now and spend just a little bit of time each day, you know, it's going to happen and you'll be prepared to deal with it down the road. Last week, category five, you know, sales and marketing and follow-up. You know, as I said, this is the biggest thing that entrepreneurs and salespeople are probably guilty of, again, myself included. But, you know, whenever you're cold calling, prospecting, or doing any kind of outreach to prospects, you have to think in terms of months and years, not in days or weeks, especially in B2B. You know, if you're talking to a prospect and they tell you, you know, that they're out six months or a year, you don't throw them out. I mean, they're just as valuable as the, quote, you know, hot prospect. If you want consistent revenue and income to your business, you have to have this kind of thinking. You know, it goes back to the old pipeline idea. But if your pipeline is not full, you're just going to be constantly deal chasing, and constantly chasing the next sale. You know, if you try a new strategy and you're evaluating it, give it time. Most likely, it's probably going to take at least twice what you think it initially should be. So if you think this strategy is going to take a month to evaluate, 
give it two months. You know, you can't evaluate any kind of campaign like advertising, cold calling, follow-up, mailing, or email campaigns, you know, except for over some period of time. There are just too many factors that affect things in in the short run. And you can't, uh, you know, just throw a massive amount at something and then make a decision then because there's other factors, you know, the weather, you know, what's going on in the news, the economy, you know, all time of year, all kinds of factors play into it. So you've got to give it time. And give it time, you know, because uh, before you dump it, but also before you dump a bunch of cash into it, just because it seems like it's working. So, okay, this is all great conceptual stuff, but how do we actually execute in these concepts and break the habit of short-term thinking? I would say number one is, you know, a mindset change and a commitment to long-term thinking. If you don't uh, commit to that, you're just, you're not going to change. So focus on the long-term implications of every decision you make, your, your revenue sources and the types of clients you're attracting. Train yourself to ask questions and evaluate every option. It doesn't come naturally, but if you commit to the long-term focus, it's going to pay off. Build a set of questions to ask yourself whenever faced with the option to implement a new idea, go after that big deal, or take on a new client. You know, this is the lens that you really need to evaluate every strategy, deal, sale, and new client through. I mean, ask questions like, you know, how will this idea or deal or sale or whatever affect us in the long run? Is this client or customer the type of person we want to deal with? Is this sort of a temporary sugar fix that, you know, is not going to pay out in the long run? Is this repeatable? Is it scalable? You know, so I would say pick two or three questions that are more relevant to your business and write them down and memorize them until they become a habit that pops into your head every time you face some sort of, you know, long-term, short-term, you know, type of decision. You know, if you realize that this tactic, this sale, this deal, or the client's not something that's repeatable and good for your company, you know, in the long run, don't do it. You know, it's it's all about having the courage to say no. You know, it's, we, I think that's one of the big things that we get, uh, you know, have a problem with is saying no to new sales, new clients, new deals. And those, although they seem positive, they can really come back to bite us. But, you know, if you follow these steps and develop a mindset of thinking a year, two years or more down the road, you'll avoid that, you know, dreaded stupid tax uh, and truly build your business with a brick instead of a straw. Now, I know it's much easier to talk about these concepts than it is to implement them, but If you can discipline yourself and turn them into a habit that permeates not just your thinking, but your whole company, you're going to make more money, you're going to have a more solid business, and overall reduce the stress in your life. So that's all I have for today. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. Have an awesome day. Thanks for listening today. I hope you learned something you can implement right away. I know your time is valuable, and it's really an honor to serve you. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes, and give me your honest feedback and what future subjects would help you out the most. Now, I've also put together a short ebook on some of the top lessons I've learned in 20 years uh, in a B2B business. You can download a free copy at growyourb2bcompany.com. That's growyourb2bcompany.com.